Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I am your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Keep my name out of your effing mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring uh, that, (laughs) the, the big news of the week. Uh, but we'll also be discussing the Oscars, as well as reviews of uh, Moon Knight and uh, the long-awaited film uh, Morbius. Yes, I think we could have waited even longer, but uh, let's get into it. <laughs> that one movie podcast. Stomp. <laughs> First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Oh, boy. Yeah, I suppose we do this week. (laughs) The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. All right, Holden, what is up first on this just action-packed week (laughs) in the entertainment world? Yeah, uh, well, first I do want to say uh, Tom's rating out to my friend Tommy Ward, uh, who we did previously do a Tom's rating on, but I keep forgetting to uh, congratulate him on the podcast for his engagement. So uh, Thomas, two thumbs up, Brokaw from uh, me. Jimmy, I think uh, I gave him a. I think I gave him a Bergeron last time, <laughs> and I'm gonna hold to it <laughs> until okay, I meet good. you. <laughs> until I meet him in real life. I don't right. think he's real. I don't. I don't believe Holden <laughs> he doesn't has any exist. friends. There's yeah, no evidence. <laughs> there's no evidence to suggest that you have friends, Holden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so first up, let's get into the Oscars. Let's just get into the nitty gritty of the Oscars. Yes. Um, obviously, uh, one thing overshadowed everything else that happened at the Oscars. And that is uh, Cruella winning Best Costume Design. Yeah, I mean, pretty solid. I was Dune the favorite. I was. I was wondering if it was that or um, Nightmare Alley, maybe too. Maybe I don't know. Cruella they had good outfits. Like, if you would have told me that after seeing Cruella, I would have no problem with it. So that's fine with me. Wait a second, Holden. I don't think that's actually the <laughs> biggest story to come out of the Oscars. An event oh, that I right. did not watch live because <laughs> I don't care. And if I don't care, as someone who literally does a movie podcast, who cares about <laughs> the Oscars? I mean, I care about the results somewhat, but then I'm like, well, then, yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever watched them live, but typically what I do is I'm usually still awake, you know, when it's happening. So I'll just have kind of like live updates. I'll occasionally go on like refresh Google, see what won recently, because it takes like 20 to 30 minutes for every for like a new category to get announced. It's so the the whole ceremony is so long. I don't want to have to sit and watch it and like watch all the cringy jokes. Here's my thing about the Oscars. Literally just announce the awards, <laughs> announce the nominations, play a snippet from each thing, 30 seconds, no more. 20 seconds, ideally, I probably. Announce the award, 
next award. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's all it needs to be. Like, why they're doing We Don't Talk About Bruno, a song that's not even nominated. All these jokes that aren't for, come from people who aren't very funny, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it, so I can't really say if the jokes are funny. Um, well, there was one joke that was, was pretty funny pretty uh funny (laughs) (laughs) um and then uh yeah and i guess the vibe i just from uh, other outlets i i kind of follow relating to the oscars i i heard the vibe was like they were just making fun of like movies in general and like oh the power of the dog that's a long movie or something yeah (laughs) but what Seems weird for like a movie, a ceremony all about like the best in film to just be making fun of films in general. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I think they just need to try to stop marketing the Oscars and just make it the best version of what it is. And I actually yeah. think it'll have the opposite effect of actually people will just enjoy it for just being a straightforward awards program and without all this fluff that people do not care about. Yeah, people just get annoyed. Like, I never see anyone talk about how funny, like, the the host was at the Oscars. Hardly ever. Like, maybe 10 years ago or something, but not now. No one cares. Just do the award ceremony. Jimmy Kimmel handed out a jet ski. Cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So what are we what are we gonna do first? Are we gonna talk about right. the, the winners first, or should we do the winners no, first? Much like the Oscar ceremony, we are going to overshadow the winners by the uh, big thing that happened of the night. Um, that was the infamous now uh, slap, <laughs> uh, the slap heard round the world. Honestly, um, yeah. So essentially, if you've been living under a rock, quick recap: what happened was uh, Chris Rock uh, doing his a little bit, you know, in between awards, and he makes a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, calling or saying, you know, GI Jane two, which I didn't even know what that was. I had to look up what that was, and the whole joke is just around the fact that she's bald. <laughs> That's like the only joke. Yeah. Um, but he said the joke, and then Will Smith got on stage, slapped him, and then uh, sat down. So, uh, and then yelled. Yeah, Thanks. and then yelled. Yes, very loud. <laughs> yeah, that was. It, it, yeah. Um. But I like. I didn't know it was happening. My mom was actually the one who told me. Um. But she texted me, and it, was, it had been like twenty minutes ago, and she's like, "Do you think this slap was staged?" And then I became like obsessed for a short amount of time that night, trying to figure out like what happened and like assess if I thought it was staged or not. I think most people are, are under the assumption that it's not staged at this point, especially since like all the stuff that's happened since with Will Smith uh, rescinding his academy position and whatnot. But um, it was still a wild time. I texted Jimmy. I'm like, hey, when you wake up, look this thing <laughs> up. Look at what happened while you were asleep. Well, it was weird because I, I was following the updates and I just like, I, I think it was like New York Times or something. And it was just like, Will Smith wins best actor after slapping Chris Rock in the face. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I'm like, I didn't think anything of it. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> woke up the next day, watched it. On first viewing, I was like, that did not look real. And yeah. then he sits down and then he just, because sh- I watched the uncensored version first. Mm-hmm. 
and he's just shouting at the top of his lungs and chris rock <laughs> is like holy crap dude settle down well the, i mean yeah that's really the uh the thing that sells it and why most people especially then didn't think it was fake is because like the pure rage coming out of will smith while yelling and the pure just level of awkward that chris rock is like <laughs> is going through i don't think you can act either of those two emotions <laughs> Uh, and then the best part is he goes and he wins best actor yeah. and then gets a standing ovation. Wow. What a world we live in. Did, we are you, living in an episode of South Park. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I mean, for real. Did you listen to his speech? I listened to parts of it. I'm just like, okay. Uh, I, I to, to be, look, I nobody cares about what i have to say about the will smith thing you've heard opinions about yeah literally it's, everybody it's done to death at this point i think it's just it we needed to mention it because it was like the biggest news thing of the night my i think my overall stance is hilarious absolutely hilarious <laughs> i'm just sitting back and <laughs> love watching this entertaining saved a snooze fest of an oscars <laughs> unbelievable uh, that's my official stance (laughs) and uh, like the academy asked him to leave and he's just like no (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) hilarious absolutely hilarious uh i totally agree (laughs) i think uh, people like so far on either side of this argument i'm like wow it this is really does not matter at all I did an Instagram poll as to uh, which was more awkward, this or the La La Land thing. I was going to say, what is the biggest blunder? Like, is this now the most infamous moment in Oscars history? Well, there there may be recency bias, but the poll I, I like, posted, it was, like, 75% thought it was it was this. was way more embarrassing. <laughs> or, or more awkward, I should say. I... It's just it's just made all the better the, by the fact that he won the best actor. Like if he didn't win best actor, it's just and then they just give him a standing ovation and wow, um, what what a what a time to be alive and uh, yeah. everybody's just getting so worked up about it and oh Will Smith is defending his family and. Oh, you know, Will Smith committed assault. He should be in jail. They shouldn't give him an Oscar. And I'm just like, this is, this. It's just a funny time to be alive. Yeah. Um, just goes to show that the Oscars just be an award ceremony. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> just be an award ceremony. Quit being so full of yourself. Nobody cares. Uh, exactly. There we go. Uh, yes, my stance. Hilarious thing that happened and quite entertaining. Great job. I think, uh, what are they going to do next year? They just keep one-upping themselves at this point. I mean, you had the La La Land kerfuffle. You had Anthony Hopkins winning Best Actor. Oh, yeah. That's right. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> and, and now you have this. I mean, the Oscars is on a roll for being an awkward, awkward event lately. Mm-hmm. And uh it's, a, it's not it's almost turning into musty television for the right uh, for all the wrong reasons i saw this tweet uh that 
<laughs> it, it said something along the lines of, oh, I I can't wait for, you know, them to make really cringy jokes at the Oscars next year about this. And then there was a reply to it that was like, you know what? I'm more dreading SNL making cringy jokes about this on their next episode, <laughs> <laughs> which I can kind of agree with. It does change my perception of Will Smith a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, me too. Interesting. I mean, look, Will. I thought the ending of Spiral was lackluster as well, but that's not how we go about doing things, okay? Listen, Will, I'm upset that they're not making a Madagascar 4 as well, but (laughs) don't attack Marty, all right? I'm just here for the memes, Holden, and uh, yeah, great. Uh, I don't don't have a ranking for this, so... Yeah, that's fine. Um, anyway, on to other Oscars, though. Uh, Dune won all the technical stuff. And so. then and then Denis Villeneuve's just not even up for best director. It's like, <laughs> hmm, who was the person in charge of all overseeing all these things that won Academy Awards? Maybe they should be nominated for an Oscar, if not win it. No, let's not. Yeah, it, it's really strange. Um, oh, I guess the only technical one it didn't win was makeup and hairstyling. It was nominated, but... Who won that one? Uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye, hmm. which is a movie I had not ever heard of before the Oscar nominations came out. So cool. Yes. Um, best original song went to No Time to Die. Billie Eilish. Good. Yeah. It's a good song. Fool me once. Fool me, Fool twice. me twice. Apparently, King Richard had an original song for it. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the shorts at all because I don't know anything about them. Um <laughs> But um, best documentary went to that Summer of Soul thing. Yeah. Beat out Flea. Poor Flea. Nominated for best animated feature and best documentary and didn't win either one. Kind of surprising because that was like the favorite in a lot of circles. So I don't know. I didn't see I didn't see any of the documentaries yet. I didn't either. I do want to see Summer of Soul because apparently it's just about this music festival that was like overshadowed by Woodstock. It like happened at the same year and was also very big. So kind of interesting. That's on a streaming service. Which one is it? Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. Because I was like surprised by where it was. Disney Plus. Yes. Um, Best international feature went to Drive My Car. Yep. Didn't has still haven't seen worst person in the world, so yeah, I really want to see that, but it's not a surprise that drive my car one. If you want to, then you can just look in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, animated feature, uh, Encanto. <laughs> I do not understand. I thought Encanto. Well, I guess I haven't seen Mitchell's versus the Machines, but that movie was the, fine. Yeah, like I, I just seen, don't understand why people love that movie so much. I haven't seen Flea, but I just thought all the three of the other nominees, aside from, uh, I mean, Flea maybe as well, but I thought the other three were all better than Encanto. So I do not understand. Ryan the Last Dragon needs to get more love. Um, That's what I think too. Some <laughs> people just it didn't hit with them. I really liked that movie. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, and it was like it just like people were like oh no chance, then freaking like, Encanto wins. Yeah, it's just because Raya didn't have any music. Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Um, best original screenplay went to Belfast. Yeah, sure seems right. Was that the favorite? I think it was. I think so. 
yeah looking at these other nominees here uh best adapted screenplay went to the the surprise winner of the night coda i feel like that maybe should have been drive my car yeah it's so other nominees drive my car dune the lost daughter power of the dog yeah i mean i coda's probably not the strongest screenplay wise out of those um again coda's not a bad movie it's just i just did not think it was the best movie of the year (laughs) or the top five best movies of the year um just interesting interesting win at least for the the best adapted screenplay we can talk about the other win it had other two wins it had oh yeah other two well troy Kotzer for best supporting actor i think that that one was worthy i i did like kieran hines too in belfast but i think troy Kotzer was a little bit more integral to his movie so i have no problem with that I guess it, it was kind of an upset, though, and like that Cody Smith McPhee didn't win from Power of the Dog or Jesse Plemons. Uh, um, no, I I feel like people were thinking it was going to be Troy Coates or, or oh really? Coates. Okay, I mean, yeah, I agree. He was very very good. Um, he was probably my favorite character from Coda. So he was mine. Perf- yeah. yeah, performance was great. So I support it. Uh, Best Supporting Actress, uh, the only West Side Story win of the night, uh, Ariana DeBose as Anita. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She won. Uh, Yeah. She was good. I liked her. Yeah, she was very good. Um, West Side Story was the best movie of the year. (laughs) It was. Well, I mean, I'm not sure if it was the best. It was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, best actress. This is the car- the the category that I know like nothing about. Um, Jessica Chastain, Eyes of Tammy Faye, because the only one of those I had seen was Kir- Kristen Stewart and Spencer, which just didn't take away anything. Only had one nomination. <laughs> kind of surprised about that, and then didn't win its one nomination. Yeah, it was just a weird year for the best actress category because it's like none of those movies were nominated for best picture yeah crazy yeah. how that worked out um so i hadn't seen any of them nothing really that all that mainstream so i mean good for jessica chastain so yeah um of course we have best actor will smith <laughs> king richard <laughs> he was good um, yeah i guess yeah. a long time coming for him and uh <laughs> it's just a yeah he i mean he, yeah ruined that night for basically everybody so yeah really overshadowed everything the uh i mean yeah his performance is good i think i would have preferred either benedict cumberbatch or andrew garfield personally but yeah yeah all righty and then um, uh what else you got the big one best best director yeah um jane campion I, yep jane campion the only win of power of the dog of the night which really surprised me i i figured that had it in the bag for a lot of these yeah no i mean coda had a lot of momentum going into the week and i just heard lots of rumblings that it maybe was an outside chance for best picture and then i saw that new york times actually projected it to be best picture before the awards so i was like huh okay but yeah uh uh noticeable that denis villeneuve is not nominated for best director at all so blasphemy has, uh, he, best has he been nominated um, was he nominated for blade runner probably not, no i don't right. think so i don't know 
didn't even... He probably hasn't been then. Maybe a rival? Uh, I think he was for a rival. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Let me let me look him up. Didn't even... All right. Uh, and then best picture, the big one, uh, going to Coda, as we've kind of previously hinted at. Um, yeah, I mean... I really liked Coda. Um, it's not my least favorite in this list. It's also not my favorite. Um, it's probably just like smack dab in the middle, kind of looking at these nominations. But yeah, it's just kind of a, a surprise. It seems like a very... I don't know. In some ways, it, it is like a, a typical Oscar win, but in other ways, it's it's seems almost too relaxed of a movie i don't know i don't know what do you think of coda winning well i've heard people kind of say it's a glorified disney movie disney channel movie and it <laughs> kind of is yeah, I mean, it, kinda it, is. It, it, it really does kind of come off that way but i mean it made me cry it was good it was well acted i just never in a million years would have thought if you just showed that movie to me in a vacuum and you said, do you think this movie would win Best Picture? And you held a gun to my head. I would say no. <laughs> not a chance. Um, Hopefully the gun going off wasn't dependent enough of getting that right, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, dead. I hope not, because I would be dead. Uh, he, Denis Villeneuve, was nominated for, for, in 2017 for being Best Director. That was for Arrival. For Arrival. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because I think Arrival was 2016 or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so just interesting night for the Oscars. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about the Oscars? It just kind of goes to show that, uh, I mean, Don't Look Up was literally nominated for Best Picture. So I just do not, like, I do not take the Academy seriously. I just don't. I think there has to be, like, a Critics' Choice Movie Awards or something. That's probably I think there is. I mean, there has to be. You would think so. Why don't we just air that? Yeah. <laughs> the Academy, I'm just like, <laughs> just out of touch, self-righteous, social elites. I just Old do not people. care. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they like it. Um, I guess it's just, it's just usually, what I'll, I'll give the Oscars credit, it, it brings awareness to some films that normally would not get any recognition. Mm-hmm. So, and they do... They're hit or miss whether or not they're pretty accurate. I think they were mostly hit this year. So, well, well and also, well, I mean, I think there was I a lot with, of hitting. Going on. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> I think without um, uh, the Oscars, you just wouldn't have a lot of these types of movies being made because some of these are made with the intention of trying to earn awards. So for that, you have to thank it. But. But, uh, yeah, oof. Just, uh, do better Oscars, yeah. Let's just, no more Adam McKay best picture yeah. <laughs> nominees, okay? Unless he actually earns it. His vice was garbage, and Don't Look Up was fine. So, uh, yeah, Oscars, uh, Bergeron, I guess overall. Yeah, Bergeron overall for me. Okay, on to actual other news, Jimmy. Yes. Um, House of the Dragon got a premiere date of oh, August twenty first, twenty twenty two. Jimmy, you excited for that? Oh yeah, buckle up, buckaroos. Yeah, that's my um, official statement. You can write that down. You can, you can base your screen rant article around that quote. 
buckle buckle up buckaroos uh, as we've learned as we've learned this week matt smith uh just picks the best projects to be a part of so <laughs> <laughs> hey uh it's gonna be great and um cannot wait it's I, I can't wait for game of thrones to be back baby back on top let's go house of the dragon yeah it's gotta Bro be a cop. pretty big house pretty sizable to fit a dragon i would think yeah if you fit a dragon in there unless it's a little small dragon but open concept yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm giving that a, a broca excited you know that's actually seems like a little earlier than i would have anticipated i was thinking like november yeah game well, of thrones seems like a november thing even though it i think s- it was mostly a july i don't remember when game of thrones usually came out since i only watched the seventh and eighth seasons live it seems like through most of the summer we're gonna be we're gonna have TV shows to be reviewing. Oh so. yeah. Um, and uh, in some surprising news this week, uh, Bruce Willis announced or it was announced he's retiring from acting. Did you see this? Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, so his family came out on Instagram um, and said that he had been diagnosed with aphasia, which, from what I understand, is basically that he is impaired in one or more ways of communication. This is usually caused by some sort of stroke or head trauma of some sort. Um, so, yeah, I there'd been kind of I, I mean, there'd been rumors that that was the case and that was part of the reason why he had been taking all of these like really crappy movie roles that he's he shells out like five a year and it's mostly just to get a bunch of money so i wonder how true that is now that he was just trying to get a bunch of money before he retires and yeah i don't know i from what i understood from watching like a couple youtube clips on it by where they interviewed some like doctor Facia is like a huge kind of umbrella term. It's kind of an amorphous term that describes a lot of different things caused by a bunch of different things with oh, okay. a bunch of different symptoms. So they're, I don't know, unless they like actually do studies on Bruce Willis and, and publicize that information, it's kind of not exactly sure what's going on. So I just respect his privacy. And I mean, mm-hmm. look, Bruce Willis, he's going to be, he's, in, he's a Hollywood icon. All right. Yeah. Die Hard. Looper. Other movies. All right. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. Bruce Not Willis. Glass. <laughs> glass. <laughs> he he had a great run. Um, it's too bad that he d- kind of didn't really get to go out on his own terms. It's unfortunate. It's, it's just, uh, hopefully it just brings more awareness to st- this disease or whatever i don't know condition or something whatever it is um and uh yeah it's it just stinks man i would i wouldn't wish that on anybody so my uh heart goes out to bruce willis and his family same here um we'll give a a thomas two thumbs up brokaw to bruce willis's career die Um, hard's an awesome christmas movie it's the best one it it is i agree (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, uh, other news. Uh, so Oppenheimer, yet another casting addition is Gary Oldman. <laughs> wow, Gary Oldman is in a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, who would have guessed? Um, but apparently, this role—it's a very small one. He says that it's only going to be about one scene. But still, adding Gary Oldman—crazy. Yeah. I, last week I listed off everyone who was in it already, and this is just another person. I feel like we're the only people not in it at this point, Holden. Yeah. <laughs> 
hey chris nolan we're we're open to it i don't think you guys have started filming yet or maybe very early so we're still available just fly us out there i'll do pay it for, for our pay for our room and board yeah i'll do it for free <laughs> <laughs> yeah same uh yeah so uh I, gary oldman's gonna be in a scene cool brokaw yeah brokaw um Robert Rodriguez uh, is apparently writing and directing a new Spy Kids movie for Netflix. <laughs> Jimmy, you like Spy Kids? Bombadil. You know what? As long you know what, actually, Brokaw, because maybe he'll be too busy to do more Mandalorian episodes. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess he's hit or miss because. I mean, he's a well-renowned act, uh, director, but his Book of Boba episodes were lackluster. Yeah, it's it's it is weird because like, I mean, he has some truly great movies out there. Like Sin City, I think is is maybe a ten out of ten for me. But and that movie has like such fun stylized action. And then you have like, Isn't Bruce, is Bruce Willis in Sin City? Oh yeah, Bruce Willis go. is. Yeah, I have not seen it. Um. But yeah, and then you just have like the the slow uh, scooter chase in Boba Fett, which was just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he really is just, and it's it's also so weird that he'll do like ultra violent stuff and then just do kids movies. He's it's he just does whatever he wants. Yeah. So uh, I mean, good I, on him for that, I guess. You know, I think I've settled into a Bergeron. Okay. Okay. Bergeron. Um, I'm going to give a Brokaw because I want to see what crazy stuff he adds to a new Spy Kids movie. Yes. Um, That's pretty much it for movie news, but we do have some gaming news this week. Uh, First off, um, E3 has apparently been completely canceled this year. Yeah, E3's dead, man. It's gone, (laughs) which is sad because E3 was a great time. Yeah. No, E3 is always just a ton of fun. I mean... I can't. I probably started like paying attention to gaming news towards the end of its, you know, success. But I mean, in its heyday, even if you look back at like certain events from like the mid two thousands and stuff, that was just when all of the crazy stuff was happening. You didn't really have social media to spread all of this, all of these game announcements. So you just have everyone bring their a game, a games, if if you will. Um, to the conference and just announce whatever uh, cool stuff they have in the works. But then they slowly, uh, game companies started peeling off, first with Nintendo and then uh, Sony, and people are just not doing it anymore. They're going towards those digital events, which are probably a lot cheaper for them. Oh, um, man, it, it sucks, man. I mean, like yeah. even like t- 2019, like you had Sony coming in and doing their showcase and it just is like it's too bad because it was just such an exciting week in the world Mm -hmm. of gaming makes you so excited for everything coming out and now we just get all these random digital events that it's like well i i don't really care about these things it's like you know they might put the one cool thing at the end but uh yeah no it's just not the same it's kind of an end of an era which is too bad because it was a really sweet era to be alive and i will miss e3 because i just don't think it'll ever really come back well they said it's coming back next year well yeah but i mean i feel like in name only i feel like e3 has been on life support for a while now yeah and covid is what completely killed it essentially Mm -hmm. (laughs) but 
So that's a Bombadil for me. Yeah, Bombadil for me too. Um, and then the other thing, we kind of mentioned it briefly last week, is PlayStation's uh, new answer to Game Pass, I guess. Um, I'll, I got the tiers here. So essentially what they're doing is they're adding a tiered system to PlayStation Plus, um, where the higher tiers you get like different games and whatnot that you can play. Um, but here's what it is. So Plus Essential is basically just what PlayStation Plus is right now. No changes in content or price. Okay, so that's like 60 bucks a year about. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus Extra is uh, PlayStation Plus plus uh, 400 PS4 and PS5 games, apparently available for download at any point. Uh, that's about $100 a year. And Plus Platinum, the highest one, which is everything from before, but also includes around 400 PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. Um, and the PS3 games are only available to stream, but the other ones can download for some reason. <laughs> I think it's because the PS3 architecture of like the CPU and G- it was the PS3 was just a weird, very specifically created system and how it functioned. So it's very difficult to emulate it, I believe. Yeah, that could be. I, it's just very dis- like. I mean, I probably wouldn't get this regularly, but like. If they had it available for download, I would probably get plus platinum for a few months. Just play a bunch of the PS3 games I never got the chance to play. But Yeah, here's the deal. I just think I can see where they're going, but I'd rather just own the games. <laughs> I think <laughs> like of the you know, it's like it's cool to be able to just try something, but I mean it, you know, 20 of those 400 games are probably already available to me in the PlayStation Plus collection. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, and I haven't even played all those. Um, and and then, like, my thing is, is like, yeah, I play, I bought like two months of PlayStation Now so I could play God of War 1 and 2, which that cost me you know i could have played easily both in a month if i really tried but i, I was kind of took me a while so i played over two months so it's 20 bucks now it's like they would cost more because you gotta you have to buy it it's in, bundled in with playstation plus rather than point, just doing yeah. that and what happens if you have a playstation plus like year-long subscription, but then you want to upgrade for like one month and then not the rest of the time. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... I actually preferred this the, it being separate, I think. Because um, you could just go on and off PlayStation now anytime you wanted. Mm-hmm. So, I just... I am not going to be upgrading, I don't think. Unless... For me, it's like if you don't have the day one exclusives there's there's no reason to upgrade for me yeah as someone who already owns a lot of the games that will probably be in the upgraded collection yeah and i can't even like 400 ps4 and ps5 games i can't imagine there's that many ps4 ps5 games worth playing (laughs) honestly like how much of these are going to be just crap I mean, like the ones, like how many of those are going to be ones you haven't played? Yeah, that are going to cost you know an extra forty dollars a year when you could just buy them and have them forever. Yeah, exactly. And like the PlayStation Store deals are really good on their own, so I just 
do that and just buy those games when they're on sale. That's kind of where I'm at. So, yeah, I I don't know. I just I guess they're going to be adding to that library, but it just it I can see why they didn't do the day one exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, at the launch titles for the first party exclusives, adding them day one to the service because that just is such so such a big part of their bread and butter at Sony. So, but for me, that's like the only thing that would make it worth it. So I'm just fine either buying the the first title exclusives, first party exclusives for full price if I really want to play for them, play them, or I'll just wait until they go on sale. Mm -hmm. It's kind of where I'm at. So I will probably not be upgrading. I, uh, I probably won't be either unless th- something they announce something that really draws my eye. But I mean, I guess I'm partially intrigued by like the PSP games being on there because I think there's a few of those I never was able to play that would be kind of fun. But I don't think it's worth going up to the platinum tier just to play some PSP games. So and I, I don't have a lot of interest in playing a lot of PS2 games and stuff personally. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, so Bergeron, Bergeron, yeah. I also saw that uh, this isn't anything we have to give a rating to. I saw Persona Five is leaving the PlayStation Plus collection, but I don't think they've said if anything is replacing it. So we just it might just be down a game. <laughs> That's weird how that happens. What if you like get it? What if you like download it and then it leaves? I think if you claim it you still have it like i think if you if you've claimed it you've got the ps5 and the playstation plus collection and you claimed it already i think you still have it but weird playstation's all over the place man yeah with their stuff (laughs) uh i love your games but you guys are your organization this can be pretty awful at times yeah well it is sony we'll talk about sony later (laughs) (laughs) all right uh yeah is that it holden yeah, I think so. Let's uh, talk about Moon Knight. Moon Episode one. Knight. That's the Moon Knight song. Yep. All right. So Moon Knight Episode one premiered this week on Disney Plus on Wednesday. Um yeah, I guess a uh, quick premise before we get into spoilers, uh, at least from what we've seen in episode one, Moon Knight seems to be about this guy, Stephen Grant, who works at a gift shop, um, but he keeps in, waking in up the in the British Museum. Yeah, in the British Museum, um, but he keeps waking up in various strange places, not knowing how he got there, and sometimes in danger, sometimes just kind of in a different spot. He's like, what's happening? And people keep calling him a different name. People keep calling him Mark. Um, yeah, so he needs. To, he's trying to figure out what's happening while also just trying to live his, his normal life. And he's fascinated by Egyptian mythology. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we'll do full spoilers for this episode. Um, obviously, it's only the first episode, so there's not a whole lot to spoil, but... Um, what did you think of this episode, Jimmy? I enjoyed it, Holden. I mean, it doesn't hurt that it, I'm I love ancient history. I teach it, so it was a very on point. I think for the most part here, we got some recognition for my guy. Uh, I know him as Amut. They call him Amit 
in this with an I instead of a U. Uh, that okay. would be the partial hippo part lion part uh, crocodile. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> demon who eats to. your eats your soul if your heart weighs more than the feather of truth in the uh, Egyptian underworld as you try to make your way to the field of reeds, which is their heaven essentially. Um, that was great. Love some recognition for my my guy. I'm it. Uh, I do think it's a little inaccurate though, because from my understanding, and this could be flawed, uh, my understanding is that Anubis is the one who weighs your heart in reality. And then, if your heart's heavier, he's like, "All right, I'm it. Go eat. Go have some soul for breakfast." Uh, whereas they kind of seem to morph Anubis's role into that. But that is nitpicking, Holden, because I loved this. Uh, <laughs> talked about uh, Oscar Isaac was talking about the mummification process, which is funny because I've definitely just used that probably as a conversation starter, too. Of like, oh, yeah, they stick their, the hook up the nose and they swirl it around. And the brain juices flow out. And like, I, I think I'm just Oscar Isaac, except I don't <laughs> just <laughs> talk in british colloquialisms all the time i love how like his first like three things he said were just very british like bullocks and uh, really i guess i didn't notice and that. like it, oh no they like s- established him as the most british person ever <laughs> in like the first few lines i can't remember everything he says but yeah um uh, i i just enjoyed it i liked the action uh how it was you know, it was kind of like you're just given puzzle pieces, really. And you get to yeah. kind of just imagine everything in between. It's almost it's genius from a production standpoint, too. Yeah, because it's like it's very cheap to like a lot easier to make. But and a lot of it's just so implied. But it's done in such a way that it's so like interesting. And uh, yeah, as you said, you can put a lot of the pieces together. I mean, the the best one i think is is like the first time it happens where it's when he's in that village ethan hawks like his goons are on him and then he like blacks out for a split second and wakes up and he's just like (laughs) he's punched all of these guys he's got this bloody hand and all these guys are just on the ground bloody all around him yeah um yeah the whole that whole premise you got ethan hawk being a weird mysterious guy with greasy long hair Mm -hmm. um (laughs) he's pretty good i'm i'm really interested about him he's like he's a character in the comics apparently but i from what i understand like he's a very minor character and this is more of they just took the name and like are doing something different with it so i think the moon knight costume looks great Mm -hmm. i'm excited for this kind of i guess it's gonna be like maybe it's like venom where it's like he's got this alter ego you know he's hosting inside his body and they have to figure out how to coexist and i think that'll be an interesting dynamic hopefully probably be done a lot better than venom execution (laughs) um but yeah no i i think just like how it wasn't so spoon-fed to us what was happening i liked just like oh where the heck are we we kind of got to experience this with the character um the <laughs> it's british accent i felt like was actually pretty decent um it just yeah, seems like it was, everybody's it, it, having a good time making this yeah <laughs> 
Is it like a is it a Cockney accent he has? It's very over. I mean, it's overblown, but it's not like bad. <laughs> As you said, he is just the most British person alive. Yeah, um, <laughs> and he's very eccentric. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a really he's, cool it, apartment for being a just a gift shop clerk. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of got like. In some ways, he's just got this very pathetic existence, which I'm, which I'm sure is gonna is a, you know, purposeful counterpoint to you know Mark, this Mark Specter guy who seems to be a lot more suave and cool than he is. Um, but yeah, he's just like he goes and eats, and he's just talking to a statue because he has like no friends. <laughs> yeah, the talking to the yeah the guy playing the statue. Yeah, yeah. Um, the street performer um yeah yeah and then like the whole thing with the date is sad he's a vegan apparently um yeah he's got a, the goldfish it, you know all these little clues they're setting up these little mysteries i think it's gonna be a fun show i really do um i think it it did everything i would want a show to do in the pilot it's something unique it's different i like it yeah, there were a couple of weird things in regards to structure and editing for me. I felt so. Um, Mark or Stephen gets like confronted at the museum by Ethan Hawke, like initially. And it's like this really weird conversation, which is cool. And then he just goes to his job and then he doesn't seem like concerned at all. Yeah, that was, was a little strange. Like, I, I mean, sure. I, he is very timid, so maybe he still would show up at his job, but he doesn't look, like, scared or anything. He just looks very tired, which, yeah, he's tired, too, but it was just kind of a weird transition. Um, and the other thing was, I did really like all the implied action, um, but during the car chase, there were a couple bits where I felt like they were just missing frames of the shot, like, where you'd have... Uh, the biggest one I think of is the the truck that has the logs that like fall over it's like starting to fall over in one shot and then the next shot it doesn't look like uh steven's van has really moved at all but it's like the truck has already like fallen over completely it's just there's some weird continuity stuff like that but i mean pretty minor nitpicks all things considered i think it was a, a very good first episode yeah, you got this like conspiracy going on, this like cult of a of it, and uh, I'm interested Let's to see what happens. The they all got their um, scale tattoos. Um, the, uh, the the moon god, uh, what's his name? The moon god? Oh, I don't remember. Okay, they, well, you're you're the one who knows Egyptian stuff, so I figured maybe you would know, but. He's the one who's kind of talking to Oscar Isaac, apparently. Um, voiced by F. Murray Abraham, uh, star of Amadeus. Very good movie. But oh, wow. That's F. Murray Abraham? Yeah. Wow. I really need to see Amadeus um, because I have not, and it's one of my brother's favorite movies of all time. Um, I know that... Uh, I think I believe this series is being directed by an Egyptian director, and it's also being scored by an Egyptian. Yeah, I saw the um, scoring thing. Yeah, uh, musician or composer. So that's really cool. Uh, yeah, I just think it's a cool show, and it's it's getting me nerding out about the Egyptian mythology. 
yeah. which I'm not an expert on, but uh, <laughs> there are some really cool stories within Egyptian mythology. Egyptian Sweet. god of the moon. It's like Khonshu or something? Khons. Khonsu. Khonsu. Khonsu or Khons. I'm not familiar with this god. Uh, okay. So, interesting. Interesting. I hope we get to see a little bit of the Egyptian underworld. That would be really cool. That would be cool. And some of the other gods. I don't know anything about Moon Knight, but uh, that would be sick. Yeah, bring just bring Egyptian gods in here. Have those be the the gods of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Those are the true gods <laughs> in that world. Yeah, the Egyptian gods. Um, well, we already have the Norse ones, so yeah, but they're aliens basically. So yeah, yeah. sweet Egyptian gods are the real ones. Seriously, yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else to say about this first episode, Holman? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10, I think. Solid start. Yeah, 8 out of 10 for me, too, I think. Costume looks great. I think it it looks so good. I'm excited to see more of it. It looks... I I don't think it's ever going to get R-rated, but it gives the vibe that it's it's definitely more brutal and violent than other MCU shows. I mean... Just with that punt, that how bloody his fist was and stuff alone, like those logs crushed a couple guys too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right, yeah. Well, I cannot wait to see more. How many episodes is this? Six, six episodes. That's a good length. And this was like a nice, what was it, hour long episode? Kind of, pretty much fifty yeah, minutes. Yeah, forty five minutes, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, exciting! I'm looking forward to watching this week to week after Hawkeye was just boring and so was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, <laughs> uh, all right, hold on. Let's talk about that, that the Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, this is, I, I'm pretty sure we've reported on this movie since it was like announced. Um, and obviously we, <laughs> uh, we, we've covered a lot of delays that this movie has gone through. Morbius, the, uh, the Sony universe of Marvel characters or whatever it's called film, uh, featuring the titular character from the Spider-Man comics, Morbius, the living vampire. Um, yeah, so this movie was originally supposed to come out like July 2020. Here we are, April 2022, almost two years later, and we're finally getting it. Was it worth the wait, Jimmy? I wasn't waiting. <laughs> I was dreading. Uh, you know what? This movie, first off, the synopsis. You got Jared Leto. He's a Nobel peace prize winning scientist except he rejects the award for some reason that they do not explain in the movie um <laughs> yeah I, I was i like did you read the wikipedia synopsis before this no to like okay i i did just to kind of remind me of some stuff and they said that it said something that he do, like he denies it because the synthetic blood that he created didn't work as a cure for his condition so he's like ashamed of it or something but that doesn't make any sense that just means he's like selfish <laughs> like he only cares about if it would work on him yeah i don't care if i've <laughs> saved millions of people's lives it didn't help me in my cause 
Therefore, I reject your award. It did not. And you, how are you were supposed to get? I don't know how you were supposed to get that from the movie. Anywho, yeah, I don't. I don't he know he's a he's made fake blood that saves all these people's lives. You're like, this is the best thing since penicillin. And he's like, well, that's not good enough though, because you know I've got this condition and I can't walk very well, and I'm basically always dead. But I need like a blood transfusion or something some sort of treatment that they don't really explain every day or something who knows time what is time in this movie i have no idea how long this movie like what like how how much time passes within this how long it spans yeah no idea there's no concept for time they mention time so often too it's not like for a lack of trying it's just like it seems to contradict itself all the time um so he's he's got the blood so he's like well maybe i'll just have a bunch of vampire bats bite me or or whatever happened <laughs> or just fly past me i don't well, even, it, like oh he uh, he just oh vampire dna vampire yeah. blood vampire bat dna i don't i don't understand so the movie opens we're still in like the synopsis part where we're still just kind of talking about it too the movie like opens up with that scene from the trailer where he's in the jungle and then the bats come flying at him i don't understand like like it, it, was that supposed to like capture the bats and if so like because that's what i would guess i i took from the trailer that i thought that was supposed to be like the experiment or the procedure itself but no he like has the bats when he goes back yeah, I so guess I, it's like he's got some like net thing in front of him. Yeah. And that captures apparently a thousand bats that he's just going to keep with him for bat DNA. <laughs> it looks like a small little box. Like, I don't think it can hold that many bats. No, I don't know. <laughs> it It's like it doesn't make any sense, Holden. <laughs> and how do they fly into it and not out of it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then they just like basically look like they destroy the helicopter. So how they got out of there. And also it's called the fall of death. Is that's what that location is called? It's called the fall of death. Yeah, Cerro de la Muerte. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, it's the, the waterfall of death. That's cool. <laughs> um that that whole scene is like so just disjointed from the rest of the movie. Like they never mentioned that whole that mission ever again. And basically he mixes his DNA with vampire bat DNA and he becomes a vampire. He's like, oh, I, f- I feel good. I feel like I'm brand new again. But then he's like, oh, no, I don't feel so good anymore. It's been like four hours. And he finds <laughs> out that he needs to have blood in order to sustain his condition. Otherwise, it deteriorates back to where he was, which, wow, it's almost like you could go back to living your life normally. Um. <laughs> Unless I guess it, unless they applied that it got worse, but I did not. But get I don't that. think they ever did. They, just that. like it returns to my old condition, which I'm like, okay, and maybe he just craves the blood now, and his synthetic blood works, but it kind of doesn't. the The human blood is better, and he's like, he's developing a resistance for no reasonable reason given by the movie. He's just suddenly <laughs> starting to resist the the synthetic blood. And how long does it take him to realize this? I have no idea because the movie does not. It doesn't feel like that. There's been that many days, but maybe it's been a lot of days. I don't understand. Um, 
you know, the whole setup of him, I'll give the movie this. The whole setup of, like, you have this guy who's overcoming this, like, disability. Um, and he's got this, he's got, like, a cure for it. But the cure, it's kind of, it's a catch-22 where he can have the cure, but he can't. Then he's got to, like, kill people or whatever. That's kind of interesting. And then trying to, like, use it for good. But the movie doesn't really <laughs> explore that very well. No. And it's just, it doesn't make any sense. No, the whole I, movie, like, he's, it's a lot of him just, like, moping about how this is making him do this. He's not really actively looking for a cure for himself, like, at all. And it's mostly just him, like, uh, I guess without getting into spoilers, trying to stop someone else from, like, also becoming a vampire like it's he's not like actively trying to help his situation at all it's so weird yeah um ah yeah this movie uh there's a lot of relationships that they just don't develop (laughs) yeah it it just feels like they cut things out of this movie because it's so briskly paced like everything happens so quickly which is interesting because the movie is boring (laughs) (laughs) yeah like a lot of things happen but like you just don't care i was struggling to stay awake um the the guy who who's in chernobyl and the crown hit that he's in this movie for no reason i have no idea who he is like i don't understand who he is he's like a mentor maybe is he like their adopted father of him and matt smith's character i don't know what their relationship is at all yeah like i what i gather is like they lived at his facility for treatment like this treatment of incurable illnesses or whatever but we never really see that we never well okay same with between them and jared harris and also that uh between jared leto and uh matt smith we don't actually see like any of their relationships like grow we just have like the the flashback scenes which are edited so poorly that you can't tell like how long any character has been there i think this that honestly that's the most egregious part about the time like uh, not knowing how much time has passed because like (laughs) <laughs> they're suddenly like best friends matt smith and jared leto are suddenly best friends and then oh matt smith's like dying oh no or something oh but wait now jared leto's going off to boarding school i guess like <laughs> i it's so weird and then he's like we're best friends i'm like i thought it was like a day <laughs> like yeah has it been like two years <laughs> i could have sworn he just calls him milo i'm like yeah that he's like you're the new milo i'm like what the what the f does that mean like there's other kids and they just all call them milo why like and is it jared harris is he the crown guy yeah yeah he's just like oh he's milo i'm like who the heck are milo (laughs) yeah explain who milo is and also why is matt smith just okay with being called milo like if i were him i would be upset that i'm being called that my name's lucian yeah i guess if your name's lucian I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, what? I, I don't understand. They're just best friends all of a sudden. It feels like it's been a day. 
Maybe it hasn't. Maybe it has. The movie has not indicated anything to suggest time has moved. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea who Jared Harris' character is. I don't know what he does for a living. Is he rich? Is that where all the money's coming from? Why is Matt Smith rich? What does he yeah. do? <laughs> I don't know. Like, why do they call Matt him Smith like is like literally a hi- billionaire? <laughs> don't they like say like your highness or your like is he a prince? I have no idea what is happening. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I also the childhood flashback sequence has like one of the funniest bullying scenes. Like, oh, <laughs> it's yes. just these kids being like cartoonishly mean to this kid because he has like crutches. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally to the extent of like it's not literally they didn't literally say this but it's literally just like haha you cripple like just stupid like not even clever writing at all it's so funny i was laughing at that yeah um (laughs) oh yeah it was yeah it was it was bad wasn't this was a bad movie um believe it or not and it also just brings up the whole point of like, oh, you can't be whole if you have a disability. Like, oh, yeah, that's a like, good point. it's like this whole thing that. like, oh, I need to overcome my disability. Otherwise, I mean, I guess you could make an argument that he's like, it's like killing him. So, but they just live to be like 40 <laughs> yeah. or 30. They're like, I was supposed to die when I was like, 10 years old or whatever or i wasn't supposed to live to be older than 18 or whatever he says in the movie i'm like well how are you still alive how are you both still alive what is your treatment i don't understand i don't know weird weird movie a girl goes into a coma and they just never address it again (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) i just am like what is happening yeah, Jimmy at the end of the movie was like, is that girl still in a coma? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it feels like, I mean, among all the other issues with this movie, it just feels like there's so many missing pieces to, like, the story that we just, it, like, maybe we're left on the editing room floor to make for a shorter runtime, but because of that, it's just even less of a coherent narrative. Like, yeah. at its very best, the story could be, like, painfully generic or whatever but at this but it's like just a broken narrative with how it is we yeah, don't it know everything that's happening yeah it's nonsense it's not even like implied it's just like wh- what the heck is going on i don't understand why yeah. this character is, <laughs> is so rich has so much money because they they don't explain it at all because mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't look rich when they were in greece no so Maybe, oh, actually, you know what? Maybe Matt Smith came in wearing a little boy suit or something. He was just wearing a little suit. You know, that's how he's rich because he's, he's, he's a boy wearing a suit. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, he's royal. Like, literally, if it was just like, oh, this kid's royalty, you know. But there was nothing. Yeah, that would have explained like, it. He's just like, <laughs> yo, the new Milo. He's like, oh, my name's not Milo. He's like, well, tough crap. You're the new Milo. Uh you're like the I don't even remember the first Milo. Everybody dies all the time. I'm gonna fix your machine with the spring, and then I'm gonna go to the smart school. Yeah, it was Boy. like that one action that then Jared Harris is like, "You're brilliant. You know that. You're gonna go off to this great school, <laughs> but I'm gonna keep Milo here, the bad boy." 
uh yeah um yeah why are they in they're just greek but they're just talking in english that also yeah that, i didn't understand why was that bit set in greece there was no point in that it's like, probably how it, it is in the comics England. yeah that's true it's probably a comic thing i don't know i don't know i'm not super familiar with the character of morbius aside from his appearance in the 90s animated series um but yeah i mean performances wise matt smith just looked like he was just eating chewing the scenery you know yeah he was having a good time he was probably my favorite part just because i mean he was having a lot of fun with the role i don't and i think the performance itself was pretty decent it it brought a lot of life to an otherwise completely lifeless movie i mean he obviously didn't carry it himself but I, it was enjoyable at least i thought jared leto was fine like i wasn't appalled by jared leto which usually i am in a movie mhm um yeah he was he was okay i mean it, he gave he seems to like really like or like have felt passionate about this movie so good on him i guess but just couldn't have been a better movie <laughs> couldn't have picked a better movie to be passionate about you didn't seem to really care about house of gucci but you care about this one <laughs> i yeah i don't i don't know this movie the, oh hold on we have not talked about like arguably the worst part of this movie which is the action <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, I'll say this. I thought the action started off okay. Like, pretty decent, actually. Like, there was a shot, like, they have, like, you see it in the trailer. He's like, oh, you got back from a ship and all these people are dead. Like, this detective's interviewing Michael Morbius. He's like, what happened on the ship? And you see what happens on the ship. Pretty typical at the beginning of the movie, establishing the character's new powers and all that. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, one shot where it's like he takes out, like, a few guys at once and it's it's actually pretty interesting visually i think but the climax of this movie i had no idea what was even happening i'm like <laughs> i don't even know what is going on in on screen at first i was like maybe it's just because i'm tired but then i was looking at other reviews and other people were like i could not understand what was happening it's just a cgi mess and like <laughs> there's like some sort of like weird i don't know entrails i don't know even what you know what you would call them smoke, coming off i guess like That's smoky mist coming off of him fog haze when yeah. he like moves and, i mean it just, and then like when there's two kind of vampire things doing them to each other you cannot t- at night it's like what i cannot distinguish what is happening here i mean honestly it is somehow worse than like the venom fight scenes in a lot of ways because i mean that is also a mess of like entrails and whatnot but at least from what i remember for the most part the action is like well lit in that like you can usually like maybe you know you got some blobs you know mashing around with each other but you can at least kind of tell who's who this is just dark it's lots of times just up close you can't tell what's happening they'll they'll, like fly through buildings and it's just complete like visual noise (laughs) it is insane how bad it is Uh, which is kind of it's disappointing because this has like i think more action than the venom movies do so from like 
if it had been done better, I think I could have maybe enjoyed this more. But it's it's just like even it's done even worse than those Venom movies. I think the echolocation effect look looked decent. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was somewhat cool. He had his pupils change and all that. I thought that was fine. But uh a lot of it, there's a lot of complaining that there's like just no blood. I don't that's just a stylistic thing to me. They keep it PG-13. That doesn't really bother me as long as the narrative is there. It doesn't bother me, but it, it like inherently, but there were a few shots in this that I'm like, all right, there should be like blood here and there's just not. Like I think the big one is on the the ship sequence. He like slashes a guy's throat, and it like lingers on the guy, like holding his throat, like choking for a while. And there's just n- like no blood coming out. It's not as bad as Uncharted, okay? Yeah, which is also another Sony movie, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a recurring theme going on here. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's all I got non-spoiler-wise. The more I think about this movie, the more awful it it, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it is really bad. Uh worst movie of the year so far for me. What what are you going to give rating-wise? Oh gosh. Maybe a two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that you know Matt Reeves, not Matt Reeves. Matt Smith. I will figure out who is who one day. I promise. <laughs> Matt Smith having a good time. I enjoyed watching him. It's not long, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like an hour and 45. The post-credit scene did not live up to the hype of how bad it was in my opinion. Yeah, I thought I mean, it was just it is bad. Pr- it is yeah, it is pretty bad, but not as it, it it, it, well, it still might be the worst one, but it's, yeah, people are hyping it up pretty bad. Uh, but, you know, I thought the opening titles were kind of cool. <laughs> Did you like actually? It, I thought they were kind of dumb. It was just like oh. a big M, and then it's like Morbius. Yeah, but I liked the, like the visual kind of, I don't know what you want to call that, light design sort of thing, abstract. I, I thought it was nice. Um, I don't really remember the music. I think it was just like, this just sounds like Batman Begins. <laughs> and there's a couple of shots that just seem like they're just taken right from Batman Begins. Um, but uh, yeah, two well, in and some a ways, half, You could say a Batman did begin in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Call it bad man. <laughs> uh, two out of 2.5 out of 10, I think. That might be the lowest rating I've ever given. Is this worse than Frozen 2? Yes, it is. No, what did we give Cats, though? What did we give Cats? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, I might have given Cats a 2. I don't remember. Uh, it's wor- is it worse than Pet Cemetery? I think it is worse than Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I think it's worse than Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery, I don't think, was this mu- much of a mess in structure. It was just really crappy i'm gonna give this i think it's worse than free guy too even though i yeah probably yeah i don't know boy 
I just think I just don't like Free Guy just because everybody else likes it so much. And I just yeah. Don't think well, it's in good. this movie, at least this movie is not funny, but it doesn't really. It takes itself way too seriously, which is kind of a negative. But it also means that it's not painfully unfunny the entire time. Yeah. So. Um, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10, I think. Feeling very solid on that one. There we go. All right, Holden. Let's uh, let's talk about spoilers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I tried to keep it a little bit out of non-spoilers, but Matt Smith is essentially the villain, Milo. Yeah, becomes, I like how they hid that in the trailers. Like, that wasn't yeah. going to be the most predictable thing to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, there's like one shot of him, like, at all in the trailers. Like, he, he, unless you're like us and you keep up to date on this stuff, you probably would not know going into this that Matt Smith is in this movie. But, yeah, of course he's the villain. Um, I see the one... I. <sighs> I don't know if I want to add, like count this as a positive at all, but what this has as a leg up over the Venom movies is that at least the the villain has more of a presence throughout the movie. Like, well, I let mean, there be carnage. I mean, yeah, I guess. I I guess maybe in, from that comparison, they fight like in the second act because in Let There Be Carnage, they literally only fight in the, the, the climax of the movie. Yeah, but I mean. Uh... He uh, he's in it a lot more. That's Woody true. Harrelson, yeah, that like is Woody true. Harrelson has quite a presence in that movie. Yeah, I guess these I are guess very right similar films, in my opinion. I the only thing I would give Venom a leg up on is that Venom actually makes sense as a movie, where this movie I just have no idea what's even happening half the time. Also, that movie characters. is is also. That movie is also fifteen minutes shorter, so even shorter, less time to sit through. <laughs> But, like, I understand why characters are the way they are and what their relationship is with other people when I cannot say that those fundamental things are addressed in Morbius. <laughs> it It is just baffling that this movie that has been delayed for so long, it's been completed for so long, that people that, that have worked on it, even after having made it, they didn't just sit down one day in 2020 during quarantine and be like, oh, hey, you know what? That's something that we need to fix. <laughs> like, they didn't double, they didn't do a double take at all about their completed film, seemingly. Well, it's it's almost like someone edited this and saw it, like, you know, 50 times. And they're like, well, we can cut out this information because the audience will know this and they'll know that because they've seen all the footage. And then they didn't show it to anybody who hasn't seen it. So they didn't realize that they were cutting out important information. Yeah, just vital plot points. But I can't imagine that actually happening. So I don't I don't know. Maybe they just never had that information. It was just in the screenplay and it just never got <laughs> transcribed onto the screen at all. So I, I don't know. Um I I wanted to mention the like the romance between uh Jared Leto and whatever the actress's name is I can't remember what the character's name is either yeah it it's so like to me it's so weird because I like Jared Leto has like zero like charisma in my opinion like I think he's an okay actor in some roles but like he's I just could not see this lady falling in love with with Morbius in this 
It it seemed very forced. I don't know, but he, he he's taking care of that one girl who oh, who's still yeah. in a coma. Who's <laughs> still in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean I guess he has done a lot of good, so maybe that's very attractive or whatever, but he's still just as a person, Morbius is I don't know. Yeah. Uh <laughs> you know, Holden, they thank God they used the word echolocation in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that why that is why it was delayed for so long. That's my theory is we just blasted them after the trailer came out. And yeah, he literally he says something along the lines of echolocation or bat radar for those in in layman's terms or whatever. Yeah. It's like for the uned- so, for if you're for the uneducated or something like that. Oh yeah. So he doesn't just say some sort of bat radar. <laughs> The often made fun of line on this podcast, which in some ways I'm disappointed wasn't in here, but you know what? Good for the movie as a whole that it wasn't in there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I, that is why I think it was delayed because they had to get, they had to redo that scene. So he says echolocation Mm -hmm. Um, after the constant harassment from our podcast. Yes. That's why I bumped it up 0.5 to (laughs) 2.5 solely because they actually used the, second grade vocabulary term echolocation yeah yeah <laughs> uh so th- it's got that going for it i i enjoyed the scene where matt smith is dancing in front of the mirror being all like he's like i'm a sexy vampire yeah yeah i mean he was as we said he was just chewing the scenery eating it up gobbling it whole um but yeah it <laughs> The effects on him as a vampire looked like kind of well. The effects on both of them looked kind of bad, and it was always just kind of really funny when whenever they would grow their noses back. <laughs> like the the whole bit at the end of the movie when he like stabs uh, Milo with the uh, serum or whatever, and they're slowly returning back to their human form. It just it like it's supposed to be this emotional moment between the two, but I'm just watching their noses get longer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, D- is this a Pinocchio movie or what? Yeah. Yikes. Um we didn't even mention the like the FBI agents or whatever. They are so forgettable mm-hmm. in my opinion. They're just like, oh, well, this Michael Morbius guy. Better hunt him down. Hey, wait a second, chief. <laughs> Turns out it's not Michael Morbius, it's this other guy. And I don't know. I did I, they, not think they were very funny. Some people think like the sidekick guy was funny. I just did not like the no. holy water bit. No, I did not think really that cringy. was funny. That's why I'm glad they didn't do humor more because the few bits they did were really cringy. Um, the the main one played by Tyrese Gibson of Fast and Furious fame. Um, he like so i had heard that he had like a weapon arm or something that like he like so they mentioned that his arm was saved in the movie that morbius saves his arm or the synthetic blood saved it um and so i was like okay so i had heard he has some sort of like robot arm or something and like through 90 percent of the movie he like has his one arm just in his pocket (laughs) and it was very distracting for me and i was like okay he's got this one arm in his pocket all the time it's going to reveal at the end of the movie that he has some sort of robot arm or something and then it just like never comes up so i don't know like i don't know if that's true if that's something that was cut out but it was just 
a weird thing a weird thing that his arm was always in his pocket huh. i didn't i thought he said that the blood saved his life or something i didn't catch the arm part so yeah it, he mentioned it mentioned it had something to do with his arm so yeah interesting um yeah Oh boy, uh, the the love interest is the vampire at the end because that's how that works, I guess. I don't know. They didn't establish <laughs> yeah, the did. rules for that at all because <laughs> well, everybody else I was just dead. It didn't. Yeah, they didn't establish that, and so initially I thought he was just drinking her blood because he was getting weaker. And I thought that was like well, the I think whole that, thing. Was I he... think that's what he did do. Okay. I, but I also I wonder now if the implication is that he did that to save her life. I don't think too. so. Okay. I think he's just like, oh, she's dead. She's like, don't let it go to waste. He's like, all right, time to drink the red Kool Aid. <laughs> just sucks it up, and then I'm like, oh wow, they killed her. That's a pretty bold move. And then she's just wakes up. She's just alive. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, post credit scenes. But, well, is, before we get before we do that, I just want to mention. I think it was really funny that Jared Leto beats Matt Smith by just summoning a bunch of bats. <laughs> it's really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, post credits. So, whatever the the vulture is just in this universe, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, this guy, he shouldn't be in prison. He just woke up in a cell." He shows Release up him. and he's like, I hope the food's better here. <laughs> oh my gosh. I forgot about the line. <laughs> that was what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. It so so bo- basically both post credit scenes, I mean, they are like it's it's just the vulture. Uh, the first one is the vulture showing up, the second one is the vulture talking to Jared Leto, and he's like, I think we could do some good or something. I so for this doesn't make sense for a few reasons. One, why did he get sent to this universe? Like that doesn't he was originally from the MCU universe, so it wouldn't make sense why Doctor Strange's spell at the end of No Way Home would send him back to this universe. Um second of all, he has a suit he has his suit back at the end of the movie, which the CGI looks worse on that than it did in, in 2017. Um, but how does he power that? Because he used Chitari tech from the Avenger from the Avengers in that movie. So and where how did does he, he have this suit? working? Yeah, where did exactly. He get it how from? did he build it? <laughs> I I don't understand. Um, it's it's just really like and so it's implying to me that they're making a sinister six movie but the name is literally sinister six like that implies that they are villains <laughs> like yeah i don't i don't understand so they're it's just going to be a team of anti-heroes but they're really just heroes i don't know i just so want who a else villain is gonna movie, be dude what who else is going to be in this then so it's going to be what venom and the Vulture and morbius craven you're still missing two yeah i don't know because i as far as i know i mean they've announced so many movies for this universe i guess they have that madam web movie coming out but she's not really a villain she's just kind of a spider-man character so i don't i really don't know morbius wasn't a villain at all in this movie <laughs> so <laughs> yeah he's like is venom he, so 
yeah it, in both cases like they're it's like marketed as like these kind of villain movies but they like just maybe kill a few people at the beginning of the movie and it's all because they like don't know what they're doing it's like a complete accident and then it's them like redeeming themselves the rest of the movie maybe so, spider-man's the real villain <laughs> i think the morbius director said that spider-man does exist in this universe so is this going to be are we going to get andrew garfield coming back this is going to be actually the andrew garfield universe then you could get jamie <laughs> i mean Fox the writing is as- pretty consistent <laughs> yeah i don't know this movie is just so bad do you have anything else to say about it no god please quit making these yeah they're not just, good i mean this movie is I, this movie is hilarious it seems like everyone has united in just their hate for this movie like it, it was kind of a, jo- a joke the weeks leading up to release people online would be like oh morbius is gonna win oscar oscar sweep for morbius it's all like very ironic like fandoms around it and now people now that it's out people are like joking about it i saw this in one meme that was like be careful lock your cars i had two tickets of morbius left in my car and then someone broke in and left four more (laughs) (laughs) it was just like i see all these memes it's it's pretty funny no one seems to enjoy this movie so i'm glad that's one thing that we as a society can agree on yes the unity we so desire right now (laughs) um all right are we are we done yep okay i think so okay Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, uh, this week, Jimmy, I watched a couple of movies. Um, one of them is uh, I watched Hot Shots. Hey, are you, have you heard of the movie Hot Shots? No, I have not. So it's directed by one of the guys who made Airplane. Um, so it's kind of that type of movie, but it's like a parody of Top Gun. It was made in the late 80s, and it is a lot more entertaining than Top Gun is. I was <laughs> like, going to say, is it better than <laughs> Top Gun? Because that's a low bar yeah. for me. I mean, it's like it's nothing great, but it was it was fairly entertaining. Uh, Charlie Sheen is the main character, <laughs> um, which is just it's so weird. And uh, his co-star in Two and a Half Men is also in it. I was like, wow, okay two and a half men before two and a half men just um, two men yeah just it, it's two men um the probably the funniest part though is uh lloyd bridges who i think is jeff bridges dad uh he's like this old like crotchety general in this and he is hilarious he plays everything so straight and he's just like this old war vet who like has like can't remember anything he's very he's definitely not all there but he's also like cut like tons of like body parts that are just replaced with metal plates and stuff is it was a very funny performance so um yeah i kind of i i saw it was on disney plus of all things i was like going through disney plus movies because i was just like i want to watch something and it was just there (laughs) and it has a sequel i was like this is a weird thing on disney plus but uh, I also rewatched Jackass Forever just because it's on Paramount Plus now, and my roommate hadn't seen it. It's still very funny. Laughed a lot. Nice. That Silence of the Lambs bit is still so good. <laughs> <laughs> the Silence of the um, Lambs. 
<laughs> um, I also rewatched Mega Mind this week, which I had I, not seen since it came out. Have you ever I seen Mega Mind? I I saw it when it came out. Didn't think anything of it. Emily really liked that movie, but I'm like, yeah. I mean, is it good? Going, I think it's good. It, going back to it, it's better than Despicable Me because I remember when those two movies came out in the same year and it was kind of like oh these movies have very similar things going on in them so despicable me was the popular one and so people just kind of dismissed megamind but i think going back people seem to kind of have switched sides a bit i maybe that's just because the minions have gotten so obnoxious but this movie is actually pretty solid some pretty funny voice acting we didn't talk about the minions rise of Gru trailer (laughs) Well, there was that in the Top Gun Maverick trailer <laughs> that came out this week, and I did not want to talk about it either. Do, 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 do. Just on the piano. Yeah. Try to get the the waterworks going. Yeah. I love Top Gun so much. Um, But, yeah, and then as far as TV, I've just been making my way through, be- uh, not Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. Still so good. I'm in, in like, midway through season two right now enjoying it a lot um and watched a little bit more of the boys i think we just i think i just have one or two more episodes of season two left for that so nice exciting stuff um and then in terms of video games i went out and i bought the new kirby game for the switch and it is an absolute delight i am having the time of my life with it the first time first time kirby has ever had a 3d platformer uh, somehow and it's just, he is so cute. This character, like, I think this is the cutest Kirby has ever been. There's certain, like, little animations. You can, like, interact with certain NPCs. And the just the little things Kirby does. I am in love with him. So cute. So cute. Um, but as a game itself, too, it is it's very fun. I'm kind of surprised they've never done this before with a Kirby game. It seems like a very natural evolution. But, um... And then I've been playing Hollow Knight on the PlayStation, kind of alternating between those two games. And Hollow Knight, very, very fun Metroidvania indie game. Beautiful art style. It is probably one of my favorite art styles in any video game I've ever played. And the soundtrack is very good. Apparently, the whole game was made just by like two or three people. And that is incredible to me because I think it's like a 20 hour game or something. So, wow. Nice. I'll tell you what, Olden. Kirby's not very cute when I got my hands on him in Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Lethal. I will down, down B you, whatever people say it is anymore. Yeah, down B. I'll down B you into oblivion. Um, The cheap rock move. Okay, Jimmy. Yeah. Does he still have his soup smash? Is that what his smash is in the new one? The his... new one that came out a long time ago. <laughs> No, his smash, or his his like final smash. You mean? Yeah. It's no, it's not the soup anymore. He has like a giant sword that he hits you with. Oh well, that's disappointing. It's it is it's not as funny, but it is more effective. <laughs> um, because what I do is that we have a we in my classroom. So at the last ten minutes of the day, we have free time, and I just destroy kids at smash, and I just oh time for a little tyler soup you know or just whatever <laughs> like the, you know pick on a random kid and they just all hot oh, soup hot soup <laughs> they get so frustrated it's funny beating 11 and 12 year olds and and 
retro video games is my favorite pastime yeah it's it really makes you feel good huh? yes <laughs> that is the energy i need leaving the work environment for the day uh then hold on i really haven't done that much just watching more better call Saul. i'm half about halfway through season four out of five and i forgot that tony dalton who plays lalo salamanca he's still not in the show yet which is just like a i didn't realize how little he's been in the show um so it's just a testament to how good he is in the role because it's like he's one of the first characters to come to mind to a lot of people when they talk about better call Saul. so Mm -hmm. it's pretty impressive uh because he is that good so i'm excited for his character to emerge i think it's he shows up in the fourth season but maybe it's just the fifth season but uh they're adding the fifth season finally to netflix in the united states like on what tomorrow or monday i think yeah so i think it's long that. overdue um i gotta i got some work to do to catch up before the 18th um when the new season starts yeah. but uh otherwise that's pretty much all i've been doing i've been playing some more fifa it's consumed nice me. um <laughs> yes that's all I have. Still in your, still in your FIFA resurgence. Yes, maybe um, I should play some Sonic. Am I right? <laughs> because next yeah, week, what yeah. movie are we gonna see, Holden? Oh, well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, Jimmy, because next week is Sonic the Hedgehog two. Um, yeah. So we both thought the first one was all right. So we'll probably think this one is all right too. We have the yep. opportunity to see this a, a day early, Jimmy. We will not be taking that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, the tickets are going to be more expensive. And we did it for the Batman because we were excited for the Batman. But we're not going to spend extra to see Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in theaters early. Um, but yeah, we'll do that. We'll do Moon Knight Episode 2. Um, I think that's what all we'll be doing next week. Um, if you want to leave a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tompodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Jimmy, you got anything? I do not have any more things, Holden. I'm all out of things. All right, that's good. All right, then. Adios, pantalones. Love you. That one movie podcast.